0: I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. This is where we're all about simple ways to make mom life easier and more productive. And we're on the journey of bettering ourselves and being more intentional with the time we've been given. And today, Julie Lowe joins me on the podcast to dig into the topic of personal development and handling the stress that comes with that pursuit. So in part one of our conversation, she busts the myth about using motivation and willpower in our pursuits, and then some eye-opening insights on stress and how we can actually use a simple way to leverage it in our favor. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to read the first chapter of her book, A Few Good Habits, that releases October 5th, because as you're going to see through this conversation, she has lots of really great, simple strategy, which is what we're all about here to make life easier. Check that out. And before we get started, I do want to remind you that you're not alone in this intentional motherhood journey. Please share this episode with a mom friend so you guys can discuss and encourage one another through these tips and do this journey together. And it's more fun with someone else and having that cheerleader in your corner and just getting ideas. So I'm always here for you, but I encourage you to get a friend who can um, listen along here with you and go through it together. So, all right, let's dive in and get started with hearing a little bit more about our guest today. Here we go.
1: First, thanks so much for having me. Um, As you said, my name is Julie Lowe. I'm an author a speaker and a certified high performance coach and I teach ambitious professionals how to prioritize their mindset their health and their relationships without sacrificing the quality of their work because it is that that balance right we want to be great at what we do we want to be successful but we also know we need to
0: prioritize the personal side of life you know our health and and our relationships yeah for sure and it's Something we can't talk about enough because I feel like even when we, even when we hear it, it's the actual implementation is always. So don't beat yourself up, you guys. If you're like, oh, <laughs> I keep getting tips and I'm still not there. Like, just just soak it all in today and let it be and give yourself a reset of just remembering not to fall into the trap. Yeah. So and I'm all about making it practical. Because if we hear these things, and it's like some pie
1: in the sky idea that we can't <laughs> actually ever achieve, we can't actually take
0: action on these things, then kind of what's the point? <laughs> exactly that I'm all about the practical takeaways. So you're perfect <laughs> to be here to give us I love um, you guys will talk about it. But she's got a book coming out. And um, I love it was um, in part of the description, like no nonsense, like putting it out there, and I'm like, yes, that just tell it to me straight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what do we need to do? Yeah. So that's what we're delivering here. So all right, there so we're talking about personal growth and and that's something I always am striving for, learning more things, being better, doing better, all of that. But there's so many opportunities, so many options. For personal growth and it's a little overwhelming and you can get carried away and <laughs> try all the things. And so I would love for you to just like sit with us in this moment where we're overwhelmed. We're trying to be better, but so many things like, what do we, how do we navigate that? Like, what do we do? What is not worth our time? Just help us kind of sift through.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that led me to writing the book is I've been, you know, kind of in the personal development space for the past, 10 years or so, really, since I started growing my business and, you know, really was told like, okay, mindset is is really important to be successful. And I really dug in and I've learned so much. And there's a lot of impractical advice out there. And I think one of the things that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back was someone giving this advice. The woman was calling herself a burnout expert. And she was saying like, we should just sleep until your body's ready to wake up, and I was like, "Who can do that? Like, clearly <laughs> like, you don't have children, number right? one. <laughs> Our kids are not going to let us sleep, and if they're school age, like we got to get them to school. Like, we're just going to like traipse into school at ten a.m. Like, sorry, we don't do alarms, you know. Oh, yeah. right? And if you have a job. Things like that where I'm like, who does this stuff, right? Or it's these really impractical tips that are 20-step plans for your morning or something, right? It's Some of it is great and some of it is just so impractical, especially for busy moms. And I just really wanted to kind of take a look at, okay, well, what is good and what is just complete nonsense or like a myth that we just need to call BS on? And that's kind of like the first part of my book is, okay, here are a few things we need to call BS on. One of the things I I think is just completely ridiculous is this idea that we all have (laughs) probably grown up with of you just need to rely on your motivation. Mm. And if you want it bad enough, and if it's important to you, you will make it happen. But when you really think about it, and when you really even look at the science behind it, motivation, willpower, they don't see us through. They just don't. That's why so many people set a New Year's resolution and then come February or like I like to say, you know, Girl Scout cookie season <laughs> rolls around <laughs> and I'm like, well, there goes the diet, right? Like right. <laughs> the the willpower goes out the window. And we can only hold on to the motivation for so long. They're they're really finite resources. They don't last forever. And they don't always hold up under real life pressure. And so I think we just need to let go of this idea of like, well, if I'm not making it happen, I'm just not strong enough. Mm -hmm. I must have just not wanted it enough. Right. I don't think that's that's the case. And there's even been studies on this that have shown that in uh, diet and exercise studies where they have done a comparison to see what makes the difference. Is it motivation? Is it really understanding like why you want to do this? Or is it something more concrete, like having a plan? And it's really having a plan. It's not just like knowing like, oh, I need to do these things because it's good for my health. You're way more likely to succeed if you have a basic plan. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can be like, on these days at this time, I'm going to show up and I'm going to work out for 20 minutes, period. You're way more successful at actually accomplishing your goals if you have a basic plan versus relying just on willpower and motivation. Um so that's one of the the first myths I just think like it needs to go. Um, because it's not serving us. And if anything, it makes us beat ourselves up because we think it's something wrong with us if we're not able to like grit it through and just rely on on motivation.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know I'm I'm a highly motivated person. I can self motivate and all of that. But that is like it's a great kind of tool, but it can't be your only thing yes. to rely on because yeah, it's, you may even last a while, but it's not a really long-term thing. And and it's true. That's why I love having mom-made plans, <laughs> having yeah. a plan and like writing it down. And it doesn't have to be complex or crazy. It's literally mm-hmm. just that plan, that concept of like, okay, just a basic, like you said, like these days I'm going to do this. And leaving it, I think there's so much power in leaving that flexibility because we we set these really specific, like, I'm going to be motivated to do this exact thing. Mm-hmm. And then we don't do the exact thing. And so we, of course, think we're failures instead of being flexible right. with things. So, right. Yeah.
1: yeah, that all or nothing mentality. And mm-hmm. like, I've yeah. definitely been guilty of that. So the next thing that you need to have, I think, is a backup plan, like plan in advance That life's going to happen. Things are going to happen. You know, you're going to have roadblocks. You're going to have setbacks. It doesn't have to be perfect. But instead of having that all or nothing mentality, if you plan ahead too and go like, okay, I know that, you know, since I'm a mom, like it's quite possible that while I'm trying to make this thing happen, the kids might get sick or they may have activities that come up or, you know, whatever it is. And if you look ahead and you plan and go, okay, These are common things that happen that trip me up. So what is my plan if they happen? And they call them just if-then plans. So if this happens, then this is what I'm going to do. If, you know, I plan to get up and run in the morning, but it's raining, then I'm going to do a a workout online instead. Or if I was going to, you know, eat clean today, but then there was a birthday party, I'm going to allow myself cake today, but then I'm going to get right back to it or whatever it is, you know, just have that realistic plan so that you don't feel like a quote unquote failure when something comes up. And you're not scrambling for solutions. If you can really easily go, ah, okay, I plan for this, I know what I want to do here. It's easier to pivot and make better choices. Because when we're stressed, when things have gone sideways, we're not going to make good choices. We're going to fall back into bad habits and we're going to do what's easiest. Uh, Whereas if we have that backup plan, the original plan and the backup plan of an if-then, we're just way more likely to stay on track. And again, give yourself grace. Don't beat yourself up if it's not perfect
0: because that's not really the goal. Goal. The perfection is not the goal. Yeah, which uh, I think we don't even realize that we're doing to ourselves sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The completely unachievable. And, yeah. Yeah. Beating ourselves up for, for no reason. We're trying to do all these things and it's very forced when we don't have the plans and feel a little more at peace with that. When everything's very forced, like I have to do this, I have to do better at this. And we're like, it's just heightened stress, just thinking about it. And that, I mean, we all know you hear it's like cortisol, like stress mm-hmm. is bad and all the So what, how do we navigate that whole stress? concept as we're striving all the time.
1: Yes, I mean, so two things that really helped me because I have struggled with stress and anxiety my entire life. I was a, a worry warped kid, you know, I've always had anxiety and, and struggles with stress. And the things that really kind of flipped the switch for me and my thinking when it came to stress is number one, stress is not necessarily the enemy. Stress is not necessarily the bad guy here. And it's not something that we need to aim to completely eliminate from our lives, because I know I used to get caught up in this thinking of like, if I could just, you know, not have any stress in my life, life would be so much easier. But the reality is, if you have people you love, you have things that are important to you, things that you want to accomplish, you're going to have stress. It's just part of life, because you get stressed about things that you care about. So if you have meaningful things that you want to do in your life, you're going to have stress. So it's not really the goal to have a completely stress-free life. The goal is to have tools and resources so that you feel like whatever happens, you can handle it. There's going to be stress, things are going to happen, and I know that I can handle it. And then you need to have tools at your disposal to regulate that stress and as much as you can decrease those stress levels. Like you said, like cortisol goes up, adrenaline goes up, it can be hard on your body. But interesting enough, there was actually this huge study that was done that found that the reason that stress is harmful for us is because of how we perceive the stress and how we react to it. So what happens is when you get stressed, the reason people say like, well, stress is going to kill you (laughs) is because It can be hard on your heart because when you have that, like, fight or flight response, your blood vessels actually restrict. And that's what's unhealthy for your heart. But people that don't really perceive stress to be harmful to their health, interesting enough, they actually at a physical level have a different reaction to stress. Their blood vessels don't constrict and it's easier on their heart. So it's not the stress that's killing us it's how we think about it.
0: That is so fascinating. Isn't that crazy? I love that perspective. Just the power of our perspective on things is huge. And so I don't, yeah, I don't want you guys to miss that. I feel like this can cover so many things, but how you are handling situations that are stressful to a, like circling back to where we started of not having these like big, ambiguous things that aren't realistic of being like, I will have a stress-free life. Like I'm Mm -hmm. all about taking unnecessary stress out of our lives. Yes. But like to know there is going to like, it's unrealistic Mm -hmm. to be like, I will remove all stress that it is going to be there. But then to see it as just sort of a message of like, Hey, you're feeling stressed. So you do care about this thing. You, this is important to you. So what do we do to like work through, just let it be like communication with yourself (laughs) The stressful yes. feelings, instead of it being like the end all be all, that is that is huge.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, because we can stress ourselves out about stress, right? You know, yeah. you get stressed, and like especially if you're feeling panicky about something, and you're like, oh my god, I want to like, I'm going to give myself a heart attack or something, right? <laughs> like you get stressed about the stress, and when you can really realize it's not having stress in your life that's so bad for you it's that mindset talk around it and how you're beating yourself up and you're getting stressed about the stress. So if you can just, you know, like you said, remember, like, it's just a sign it's something I care about. And really kind of refocusing on what matters to you and not getting stressed about the stress. And then when you you mentioned Importantly, too, of like, okay, but how can we get rid of like the the extra stress, right? So like, number one, knowing you're resilient, you've got this, you can handle it. And then having those tools to mitigate the stressors in your life. So what's the nonsense going on, that's stressing you out that maybe you can get a better handle on. And then also just having those tools of like, okay, I feel myself getting stressed. Number one, can I leverage the energy behind this and use it to my advantage? Because one thing that would always stress me out would be like public speaking. And especially when I started talking to people about stress, and then I started getting stressed, and then I'm like, oh my God, like, (laughs) right? So I'd be like, you gotta calm down. And so if you if you feel like, oh, no, like a sign of stress is a bad thing, like my palms are sweating and I'm, my heart's going really fast and you feel like, oh, no, this is a bad sign. Like there's something wrong with me. The other thing that really helped me was to go, OK, no, it's actually my body trying to prepare me to take on a challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. There is a thin line, I think, between stress and and excitement like fear and excitement, right? So if you tell yourself a different story of like, okay, yeah, my palms are sweaty and my heart's racing faster, but that's because my body is trying to prepare me for something that's important to me. It's helping me focus. It's giving me energy. That's why my heart's going a little bit faster and that's not necessarily a bad thing. So when I started to look at stress in that way, that really helped too. Um, because if you're just trying to calm yourself down, Instead of lean into that energy in certain situations, you're gonna lose because if you're doing something kind of high stakes, high stress, yeah, like calm yourself down a bit so you don't like really lose, you know lose it. but don't feel like you have to become Zen before you like step on a stage or you give a presentation at work or like whatever. like that's just not realistic or even helpful, honestly in the moment. So pick the right tool. Um, there's other times of course, where you do need to calm down. So it's like, okay, what can I do to tell my body I'm safe? You know, deep breathing, uh, going outside and being in nature for a bit, doing something that tells your body that, that you're safe. Uh, I can also include a bit of exercise or like shaking it out, like literally shaking your arms and shaking your body to get some of that energy out. Because when you think about it, fight or flight is your body wanting to take action. You know, fight or flight is you wanting to like, throw a punch or run like hell. So give it a little bit of what it wants and like get some movement in and that will tell your body you're safe. So definitely lots of options when it comes to stress. And I think almost any of those are going to be better than just sitting there in your head going, like spiraling and catastrophizing. Mm Right. Yes. So any little action you can take is way better than that. Trust me, been there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like we are experts at the mind spiral. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just everyone's default yeah. mode is to spiral. Yeah. And I feel like what I'm hearing through all of that is really to just when you feel the stress in your body, to be able to do the all important pause and just to identify like do I need to embrace this for action? Like you said, I love that um, concept of preparing to do something. So it's like you kind of like two columns. It's like, okay, I'm in this moment. I'm feeling stressed. Do I need to channel the energy into like doing action? Or do I need to see, am I stressing for something I don't need to and I just need to make some adjustments and calm down and deal with the situation? And so I think that's just like a great strategy for you guys to listen through all that and bottom line, be, choose. Like yeah. make an intentional choice of what you want to do with yeah. your stress.
1: Yeah, because I think okay. that when you stop that spiral, that's the thing. Like, because you can just let yourself go and go and go and and go down that rabbit hole of like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? And sometimes literally all it takes is that pause of like, okay, is this true? <laughs> is, mm-hmm. it, is this reality? Or am I just <laughs> freaking myself out right now? And then like, is there anything I can do about it? And if not, if there's literally nothing you can do, can you try? It's hard, but can you try to let it go a little bit and relax a little bit into the fact that, you know what? It's out of my hands.
0: Yeah. And continuing to worry and stress Mm -hmm. isn't going to change it. So yeah. Yeah. What can you practically do to like change your thought pattern in that moment? And I feel like it's just that continued vibe of back to our default of just being in that frantic. Whether it's our mindset, what's happening in our thoughts, or frantic energy of just the whole productivity thing and just Mm -hmm. doing things and we're Mm -hmm. stressed because we're just bouncing from one thing to the next. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for hanging out here today. I have paused our conversation here to do part one and part two will come out next Thursday. And I wanted to split it up because we kind of have two topics here and I really wanted you guys to take in all of this eye-opening perspective about stress and how we can leverage it to work in our favor and the simple tool of having the if this, then that plan in our back pocket and um, just all the great tips here to really have some time to use these actionable steps before we dive in next week with the rest of the conversation where we really dig a little bit deeper into that productivity being super efficient mode that we like to do around here and some of the repercussions with that and some really helpful tools to work through that and really make the changes that we want to so be sure to subscribe if you're not already to this podcast so you don't miss part two of this conversation next week. All right. See you then.